Disclaimer, all statements within this podcast consist of our own opinions and in no way should be taken as medical advice as we are not medical professionals. All resources will be stated. We always encourage you to do your own research and to consult your own doctor or medical professional before attempting anything. Welcome back to Random Witchcraft with your hosts, Vix. And Callie, what's up, people? Today's a fun little episode. Fun? Well... Of course fun. Fun and interesting and, well, it, it can there's be some little... strong opinions in this episode. It, it can be a bit controversial. We are talking about love magic and love spells. Well, if you really think about it, nowadays, there's plenty of authors getting into love magic. It's just the side that it gets controversial is the fact that most people view it as taking someone's free will. We've talked about that in the past. Free will is a major thing. And... Others don't see it as taking away free will. Others just see it as a seed being planted in someone's thoughts. Yeah. It just depends on which side of the coin you're on. Very much so. And to start us off with this nice little controversial topic, we'll go off, we'll start off with <laughs> correspondences. I don't think what it's 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 controversial, but a part of me is like, I yes, I know it's controversial, but then it's also depicting it in a bad light. Like I said, it's just very much so. You have to pick your side. Not even pick a side because some people end up in the neutral area of it all, where they see some love spells as beneficial just for themselves. Yeah. Well, a couple correspondences that are associated with love would be like with trees. You have like the apple tree, the cherry tree, apricot, olive, pomegranate. Yeah. Um, you also have like, you know, certain stones that were, you know, called back then, like moonstone used to be called. Stone of Love. You have, you know, rubies. You also have, oh, I'm drawing a blank. It's, oh, Rose Quartz. And you couldn't remember that one. Uh, sorry, I was just drawing a small blank. Uh, my bad. Yeah, I like, was having a blonde moment. With the universal herbs for... Love, you have like basil and dill, mugwort and rue. True. Sage and yarrow. Very true. Clove, gardenia, jasmine, orris, pomeria, rose, and sweet pea. Yeah. Um. Fennel seed. Five star 
uh, five finger graph. You have also heart Eve, Adam and Eve root. Yeah, there are a lot of different herbs that are associated with love. Um, you got juniper berries. You have raspberries too. Patchouli, periwinkle, primrose. And like animals. With. Do we really want to start on that one? On the animals? Of course, the animals. You have, of course, the cat. Mm hmm. And a horse. Yes. A cow. The cattle. The cows. A carp. In the oath in the water, yes. Oath are carp and dolphins. Rabbits. Rabbits are actually associated with attraction of love. Yeah, but still an animal of love. Yeah, like trees that are for attraction are like the palm, which dragon's blood, a cedar. Magnolia. Herbs like cinnamon, clove, catnip, and mistletoe, which mistletoe, obviously, it makes sense. Yeah, you kiss under it. Yeah, I think with mistletoe is supposed to be that you are the one you kiss under the mistletoe is who you're going to be kissing all year long. Mm-hmm. Don't kiss me. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. And the fun little, like, deities that are associated with love. Aphrodite. Venus. Bridget. Bridget. You also have Freya. Mab. The little elves. You're a little elf. Well, yeah, I'm short. And most people don't realize, but Hecate actually has some correspondences with love, too. Very true. Yeah, there's always fun little things that he could work with, too. Oh, and not Nana. Also. <coughs> and you have um, Yaba for Santeria's uh, Santa Barbara, also. And male god, he depends on which way you end up viewing him. It would be Eligua. Even St. Lazarus. Yeah, it's usually a lot of the, especially like the fertility gods and goddesses that, and not so gender specific deities. Mm-hmm. Then you also end up having, like, different, you know, aspects of each, you know, god or goddess that is associated with love. Because sometimes they're not 
really all that loving when you get down to their backgrounds. Yeah, with the fun, our fun little episode today, we'll also include a little, some little cute little spells that we could add into. Very true. Our repertoire of of magic that we do. Well, yeah, like, but we also said, you know, it's your craft, your way. You can hear the spell that we could say, and then end up tweaking it to your needs. Yeah. A couple love sachets. Mm-hmm. One of them has three parts lavender, two parts rose petals, one part orris root. You tie it up in a pink cloth, place the sachet among your clothing to infuse it with the scent of love, or wear it to attract love. Hmm. I have a nice little tidbit on medieval European marriage spell for love. You end up Finding nine peas, place the pod on the inner part of the kitchen door to attract a husband to your house. That sounds like a fun, cute one. Or we we even also have the Cuban love spell, where you attract your beloved by... Cooking him a nice pork sandwich. Yeah, within the book of Queering Your Craft, there's a couple little love spells in here, like Speak It Into Being, a love spell. Mm. Which all you need is a paper and pen, the mantra, I am ready for and open to love. There's a little bit more details in there. There's a spell in here for for someone else to make the first move. Hmm. Some of our some practitioners and not so in the spotlight, marginalized people aren't always so forthcoming with what they want. No, they're not. Or like this little funny yet interesting because it, it's, you know, old world magic, as they like to put it, to attract a wealthy husband. Everybody needs a wealthy husband. Very true. Very true. But it says, rub your body for five days with Oil of turmeric and ginger, and performed the spell on Tuesday. Men can do it too. Yeah, here's a, a fun little spell that. Mm-hmm. It's an oldie but a goodie. It, it comes from Charm Spells and Formulas by Ray T. Marlborough. It's the sweet bottle. It says on a popsicle stick, 
write your full name. On the other side of the popsicle stick, write another person's full name. Get a jar big enough to put the popsicle stick inside and fill the jar with water, honey, and sugar. Seal up the lid of the jar tight so that the contents can't spill out. In your mind, get a clear image of the person whose name you have written on the popsicle stick, opposite your own. Shake the bottle as you chant three, five, seven, or nine times. Sweet, sweet thoughts of me. You will think constantly. It is said that each time you shake the bottle, the person will think sweet thoughts of you. Mm. Hence why that one could be considered somewhere on the line of... Very true. Changing someone's... Free will. Free will. But it's also very innocent and sweet. It is. And like I said, there is a alternative method to that spell. To just start giving yourself a little more love. Also, I, I figured out today that there is a very odd spell that you get Vicks Vapor Rub. You rub it on a pink candle and you light it saying the love that you want to attract. Is there anything Vicks Vapor Rub cannot do? I love how you've Rephrase that from earlier. Ha! Yes, because I do not want to go into that, and um, you know why. <laughs> yeah. She ain't rubbing me on nothing. I'm behaving. Yeah, we ain't going there. Nope. And also, a copper bracelet will attract a lover to you and intensify their sexual desire for you. That's a very interesting one. Mm-hmm. Here's one that wouldn't exactly be considered change working against someone's free will oh let's hear it to attract a new lover the spell works best not if you cast it on a specific person but rather focus on bringing the best love match to you it can be very tempting to focus on someone if you've got a big crush on them but love spells are most successful if you focus on the best match the best match if you could be some for you could be someone you've never met or never really noticed. You set a jar of honey or agave on your windowsill the night before the full moon, the night, the night of the full moon, and the night after. On those nights, pray this spell over the jar. As the mortals gaze upon the glowing Selene, so may love gaze upon me. Shining torchbearer of dark night sky, 
bring my love to me. Mix a spoonful of this honey or agave into your bath water every night for 30 nights. Be sure to make an offering of the honey each night to Hecate. A small spoonful is fine. Keep the remainder of the honey to use as future offerings to Hecate or in spells in which you want to sweeten things. This one comes from Hecate, Goddess of Witches by Courtney Weber. Here's a, a good one for when that love goes sour. Ah. To heal a broken heart. The spell is the inverse of the one ab above. It can work healing any relationship, romantic, platonic, or otherwise. But if the spell above manifests into a relationship and that one ends up breaking your heart, this one is all the more important. Set nine cloves of garlic on your windowsill on the night before, the night of, and the night after the dark moon. Recite the following over the garlic each night. Dark Mother, Hecate of the Deep. Heal my wounded heart, feast upon my tears. Where there is cold and darkness in my heart, allow your fiery torches to warm it anew. Soak one of the cloves in your bath water each night for nine nights. After the ninth bath, take a cup of water and throw it on the crossroads, or better yet, the cemetery. Remember not to look behind you when you walk away, given the spirits and Hecate's space to take away your sorrows. Do you have any thoughts on that one? Um. It's probably because of something that I grew up with knowing. When you take something to the cemetery, it's usually not only just sorrow but it depend depending if you only end up going to like the cemetery where you have family you know buried at you can actually end up throwing that sorrow into the spirits of your family like yes they're there to guide you yes they're to help you with everything but it's kind of like interrupting their, their, you know, restful. It does not say to put it on someone's grave, just in the cemetery. Yes, but most of everybody, remember, you gotta, some cemeteries are really old and no longer have markers of people that rested there. Well, I think with that one, it's more of putting those that sorrow and those feelings to rest true true i can see that now you know thinking about it that way yeah i can see that because that is what we do with that is what the cemetery is laying the ones that have passed to rest yes you lay them to rest but you don't lay sorrows there you're sorrowful that they've passed but 
do you don't lay that in there but if you think about it you do do lay your tears in the cemetery i'm sorry no i didn't cry at the cemetery okay normal people lay their tears at the cemetery i'm sorry are you saying i'm not normal very much so Neither one of us are normal. Normal's overrated at times, anyway. Who wants to have a happy, bubbly life? Yeah, those are pretty, some fun little spells. Yeah. But, especially with doing love magic, and love spells, and love potions. Yeah, it it's like I said, you're either smack dab in the middle, you see where it can be beneficial, or you see it as, I'm just taking somebody's free will. It all just depends on your thought process, your belief, your upbringing. Your and, personal ethics. Yeah. Definitely follow your own personal ethics of what you feel is something you can do and what you can't. We're not here to judge you on your choices? No. No, we're not. We're not here to judge. We're not here to raise the mob saying that, oh my god, you did that. How dare you? It's... We stated it over and over. It's your craft. You do what you want to do. As long as you're not harming yourself, nor harming others, because we don't want to have that reaction. And love, love magic, like all magic, work it to make it your own. Mm-hmm. Trial and error. That's why it's called practicing. Yeah. And definitely expect the unexpected, because sometimes... Yeah. The universe has their own way of deciding. Yeah, like, like do you remember when we were... This is better for you. <laughs> or, this is a lesson you need to learn. Trust me. There's lots of lessons. Especially if you're working with a deity. <laughs> Hecate is definitely it's, one yeah. that falls into that one. But again, we've always stated the deities will break you down. To rebuild you into a much stronger version of yourself. But, again, even working with just the love goddesses and gods, you have to kind of just know that they're there to give you that push. To guide you. To guide you, push you in the right direction, where you need to be. But don't expect them to always give you the answer. And don't expect them to do everything for you. Because that's not how they work. Oh no. You have to do the work. They just kind of push you in the right direction. Push? Or in the opposite Shove. direction in some <laughs> cases. Yeah. But, again... It depends on how you feel about this subject. 
most people sit right in the middle. It's depending on what's the purpose of the spell. Why are you doing it? Because honestly, I've I've done one of the spells and it came so late afterwards that I couldn't see myself being with that person anymore. The universe does find the least path of resistance. Even if you have to wait for extensive periods of time. Just to give you the lesson that that's not what you wanted in the first place. It's not that I didn't love him. I did. And he... Was my first love and forever be my first love. It's just when I first did the spell, I wanted him to be my everything. I wanted him to right all the wrongs and do a, you know, be that white knight that every girl dreams of. But reality isn't like that. No, it's not. And I have a feeling that when I did the spell, the goddesses that I was working with were like, no, 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 no. It's not for you. And move on. And I know that, you know, he's... It was happy for me when I, you know, decided to choose myself. So, like I said, like Vic said, expect the unexpected when you do these spells. Honestly, it's very hard when you finally end up seeing a spell come to fruition and you're just like, well, isn't this just bad timing? Sometimes a little too late. Yeah. A little too late, a little too, um. Just extremely late. We'll just leave it at that. It was extremely late when he finally decided to say something again. Do we have any more, uh, any last words before we wrap this up for today? I would say if you do any kind of love spell, make sure it's for yourself. Just give yourself that extra care, that extra tenderness that you need in your life. Yep. Love spells are best to be done on oneself, giving yourself self-love. Because if you can't love yourself, who else are you going to love? Very much so. I'll see you next week with Bye. Random Witchcraft. With your host, Dix and Callie. Later, guys. Hey, just one last thing before we sign off for the day. If you would like to reach out to us, 
you can email us at randomwitchcraft at gmail.com. And now you can send us voice messages through Anchor. If you would like to support this podcast for future podcasts and also other future endeavors, click the links below. That is completely optional and greatly appreciated. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.